You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Ray Von Day. All hail. The king of ginger ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? It's good. It wasn't Ray. It was Ray. Was it Tazon Day? Was Chocolate Rain? Uh, it might have been. Chocolate yeah. Rain. Is Tazon Day? So I haven't seen Ray a lot of Von him. Day sounds like Tazon Day. Last time I saw him, I think, was on Tosh.0 when uh, Tosh got him for one of those web redemptions the web redemption yeah i think he got him i don't know what he needed to be redeemed for that was a banger i crushed it absolutely crushed it so i'm with you on that here's the thing about fantasy football ryan not to oh let's talk not to take a hard shall we not to take a hard left turn i realized this over the 25 years that i've been actually longer i think i i think i've probably played fantasy football like 26 years it's wild to think about i think yeah. yeah I remember yeah. the first time I did a team, I co-owned a team with my dad and we had like the early version of the internet and you had to, in the draft, it was just like a chat room and you had to like type out the names of all the players. There was no grids. There was nothing like that. And then there was one guy that would like each week give you all the scores. It was chaos. I remember in our computer drafting the team, it was Warwick Dunn's rookie year. So whatever year that's probably Ooh. 97, 98. Yeah. Anyway, I realized this over my journey. And it's like, it's just like an athlete. It's an athlete's mentality. The losses bother me far more than the wins excite me. Well, I think it's the true mark. As my father, who was a manager for a long time in different businesses, said, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? And his management thing was like, the most successful people in the world hate losing more than they like winning. Yeah, that's me. I'm clearly one one of the most successful people in the world then. That I know. It drives me up a wall. Like, if I had won today, I would have been like, all right, hey, good good win for me, and let's go to the episode. But, like, I lost, and it's fucking chewing me up. It's chewing me up. I lost. I'm in four fantasy leagues this year. Too much. Too much. I lost all four games. Uh, You know what? Or I'm sorry, I'm currently losing all four games. You know what? You get back on that horse next week at a fresh slate starting on Thursday. We're going to give those those digital men with those big digital hearts, we're going to give them a pat on the butt and say, like, hey, we'll get them next week. It wasn't our week. You get back you out know? there. I love all the but memes. My, yeah, the, the people, like, they got the Dan Campbell thing. He's like, he's like me to my team every week, and it's Dan Campbell. We'd be like, I love you guys. I'll do anything for you guys. All I do is think <laughs> about you guys. <laughs> um, although my, my adopted college football team, big win. Oh, you, you, you a Texas guy? I'm a Texas guy now. How'd you land on Texas? So I remember, I, I think we talked about this on the podcast once. I was talking about how New England is not a college football 
territory no, at all. No, it was the opposite. Um, and so I was shopping around. Like, I, I want to root for a college football team. I want to follow a college football team. 100%. And I was kind of talking to people who, who I know, who we know, who went to, like, big universities. And I'm like, sell me. Basically, yeah. pitch me. Yeah, sure. And my friend, Nate, who was married to my wife's childhood best friend, okay, promised me no one else did this. And he did. He's from Austin. And he said he would take me to a game. Yeah, that would blow your mind. That would yeah. blow your socks off. That is just a so, different world. The right. like SEC, Big 12, Big 10, like those stadiums, it's just we can't wrap our heads around it being from the Northeast. And then, and he, then he started bringing up Arch Manning, and I was like, sold. Well, I'm a Texas fan now. Arch Manning? That would be the anti-sell. He doesn't even play, Black. by the way. He's like the greatest high school player of all time. Everybody's going nuts for him. It's like he sits the bench. Yet. Doesn't play yeah. yet. Well, the kid that the Quinn Ewers is uh, – He'll probably go to the NFL, I guess, after this year, even though he's, he's got eligibility. Yep. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. But that I think that was if in order to land a recruit like Arch Manning, you have to be like, well, this kid's only going to be here another year. We already yeah, know. right. Although college football is crazy now. They, they transfer all the time. Like, it's just wild. Yeah. Like, it's rare for a guy to stay at one school. They just, like, hop around. It's like it's the Wild West. So out how there. many guys did Dion did prime bigger into Colorado? Like 80? Yeah, I think so. I think he got like like 80% of his roster was new. They won again. Sure did. I'm rooting that. I'm rooting for that, man. I think that's that's a blast. To did, watch. did you see the memes though? Like they was like, oh, sold out stadium, and they were like their jumbotron. They had like the Michael Scott like little TV, tiny TV in Colorado. The, you could, how could you possibly even see a replay from that? That's that you know. You bet your bottom dollar that next season that that thing is going to be oh yeah five times the size. Well, my question is, does Dion stay there for more than two years or? Someone's going to come calling, either an SEC school or Florida State where he went or the NFL. Like Someone's going to come calling bigger than Colorado. The only place he, I think he would go to Florida State yeah. if they wanted him to. They should have hired him like two years ago. That was stupid. but Because he's going to recruit but his I love tail that, like, off. Everything, I love, he's like Jordan. Like Everything's personal. Mm-hmm. Even if it never was, yeah. like, it's personal. Like He tries to make it like everything's like mirror, mm-hmm. like mirror material you know like tape like rocky like taping it on the mirror <laughs> yeah you know like you didn't think we were gonna go undefeated it's like well of course we didn't think you were gonna go undefeated because no one does that <laughs> your team had one win last year but yeah. uh it is stupid people are like surprised that they're good because he got at jackson state which is one double a two years ago he got the best kid in the country to go there that travis yeah. hunter the kid that plays both ways yeah. like everybody wanted him and he went to play for Dion. Dion's kid could have played anywhere he wanted the quarterback he could play anywhere if Deion Sanders walked into this house and told me that he wanted me to play Colorado football, even in my everything in my body would be like, don't, I would still do it. I'm like, yes, sir. I got one like, yes, play sir. left. I would call me. him, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Coach Prime. Yeah. Coach Prime. The Gen V trailer was another one we tweeted out at Dork Podcast. This is the boys spinoff series, which is coming to Prime. It's going to come out on September 29th. I feel like this is kind of a little bit under the radar right now, but it has a chance to be prop- maybe not as good as the boys, but it's going to be the similar action, uh, humor. It's the same world. There's going to be probably some overlap, mm-hmm. obviously, with some of those characters. But like right now, I'm not like dying to see it. But I'm sure once it's out, I'm gonna just watch every oh, yeah. episode. It's gonna be. And one of the things I think Prime does that's really good that no one else does is when they they talk about shows. Shows are announced. 
And they're like, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, what's up, little dude? Skittered in here. Um, uh, one of the things that I love, they're like, here's a new trailer for this. And by the way, it's out in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to wait till next year. You got to wait like six months. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's out at the end of the month. End of the month. End of the goddamn month. Yeah. Speaking of end of the month, yeah. Saw 10, aka Saw X. You start watching these. I think a bunch of them are on Hulu. If I'm, or is it Prime? Yeah. Prime or Hulu? One of the ones I have, I think a pile of them are on. So I'm going to start my rewatch soon. And, but like between this and Lost, like, yeah, you're up to your I mean, hog. Like, I got, I got homework. This is the first time I think in dork history where I actually have like homework, a lot of homework. Yeah, you put in the time, you, you chip away yeah. at some Lost, you chip away at some Saws. You're going to be in good shape. <laughs> So yeah, Lost we're going to do in two weeks. Rossi's going to join us, and we're going to break down Lost the best we can. I'll try to come up with some sort of outlines, because I feel like if it's too loosey-goosey, we'll just talk for five hours about it. So yeah. I'll try to whittle that down a little bit. Uh, how about this? Uh, horror movie season, so we mentioned Saw. The We got a trailer, or more of a teaser, I guess you would say, for Eli Roth's next movie, Thanksgiving. Which, yeah. if you remember, Grindhouse, which we talked about last week, I think, for some reason. I was talking about how much... Oh, we're talking about Robert Rodriguez. And I was saying how much I loved Planet Terror. So they also, remember, had those fake trailers? Yes. And Rob Zombie did one. Robert Rodriguez did one. Um, Eli Roth did one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Machete became one of the movies, actually. They right. did a that fake was Rodriguez's, one. right? Yeah, yeah. He and Danny yeah. Trejo did that. And then this one was like great. It was like a 30-second whatever it was teaser. You're like, oh, gross, cool, whatever. And that was so long ago. And there's always rumors that he might make the movie. And it turns out he made the movie, and it's coming out November 17th. And I like a slasher. I like a themed slasher as well. This looks delightful. I don't know. I think Hostel, I think Hostel to me was like I was kind of like out on Eli Roth. It just became like gratuitous. Like there was no just like murder porn. Uh, it was a bit. Yep. Yeah, that's not that's a little bit much torture porn or whatever. I'm with you on that. And a lot of people said the same thing about Saw. And I mean, they're they're right. I mean, there's definitely a lot of that in Saw. However, I like Saw more. I like the story in Saw a whole lot more. There's a the villain is is much more of one of these like real iconish horror villains in my mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way the story's told, I like it better than than Hostel. I like that word. So it's, it's I like the word you just said. I don't know if you did it on purpose, but you said like icon ish. Oh yeah. Instead of iconic. Iconic. So it's like he's an iconic ish, like yeah. to in certain circles, like mm-hmm. can, can can be considered I like iconish. I like iconish. That. He Eli Roth to me is at his best on those like horror documentaries because you know he is the ultimate horror fan. He has like yes. an encyclopedia knowledge of horror movies and like his opinion on what's good or what isn't, like I I'm really interested in that. Whereas his movies, like they are what they are, like Cabin Fever. The Hostel one and two. Uh, I'm trying to think what the other ones he did. Uh, but, but, oh, you know he's doing Borderlands, right? Yes, he's doing Borderlands. That. That'll be interesting. I mean, what that's a movie like that's been announced again. Yeah. Talking about like Prime in there, that, that's been announced what three, four years ago. Yeah, and I haven't even seen a, a second of that film. No, no, we haven't. Yeah, yeah but they were, we we had like the cast forever ago. Right, but anyway, so that's uh, that's Eli Roth. That comes out November seventeenth. Uh, Talk to me, the horror movie that came out a few months ago that everybody went batshit crazy over. People love this movie. I haven't seen it, but it is going to be on video on demand this Tuesday. I know what I'm doing this weekend. I was going to say, I highly recommend. Maybe we, 
Well, we could turn it around. Uh, no, we're doing. We're watching too much Saw. We're watching too much Lost. But let's pencil this into Dorktober at some point. Yeah, I think. Um, I think that'd be a good Dorktober. As much as so, last year the the darling of the horror genre was uh, um, whether uh, Terrifier two or um, not Pearl, but the the, the uh, what was the the first one of Pearl X X X. Or I was gonna say I was gonna say Barbarian. But, oh yeah, Barbarian probably more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were so all. I'm good. interested in that. Yeah, for sure. Are you interested in the Nun Two Electric Boogaloo, which is in theaters? Aura, forty five percent critic Roddy T's, seventy six percent audience. Many are saying better than the Nun One. I've never saw the Nun One. <laughs> I have no interest Awful. in these movies. I don't care that it's the Conjuring universe. Conjuring verse. Yeah, I don't really care. They've all been pretty great so far. Have they, though? Some of them have been pretty great. Because we saw what the devil made me do it, and that was awful. That was not good. That was not good. Conjuring 1, though, great. Yes. That might end the list, sadly. Uh, You know what? I take it back. I liked Annabelle, and I thought Annabelle creation, I think. The Annabelle little, like, arc was decent. Conjuring mm-hmm. 2 was okay. Conjuring 3, you're right, was really bad. We did a standalone on that. That was bad. You know what I found out recently that is disturbing to me? What's that? So the real Annabelle, like the real life yeah. Annabelle, was a Raggedy Ann doll. Yes. I saw a picture of it. Horrifying. My mother had that doll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not kidding. Like oh, she I, had like, and it was like. I bet you're not. When I was a little kid, it was like as big as me. Scary. And it was like. Scary. She kept it. I remember it was like in our, you know, like that like living room that you're not allowed to like sit in. Yeah, there was we had that, and it was like in a rocking chair. I remember it. Don't vividly. like that. I don't like that. Yeah, but Very I saw it. I was like, oh my god! I I didn't know that Aunt, the real Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann. Yeah, they changed it for the movie, but like, yeah, they, yeah. they showed it. And that's the thing, like Conjuring stuff is all based kind kind of off true stories. Like they get a little bit further mm-hmm. and further away from it, but like there's the Warren House in Rhode Island, right? That the Conjuring's yep. based off of. Uh, the Conjuring 2, that one over in England, that's like a well-documented story, too. Like yeah. the kids getting all freaked out. Um, how about the you, If you're into monster movies, if you like a big monster, Godzilla Minus One is the name of the movie. The trailer, is, we tweeted it out. It'll be in the United States on December 1st. But this is for, like, the true Godzilla, like, King Kong mothra fans like this is it looks pretty crazy though if you're into that and you know what the coolest thing is have you seen the poster for this i don't uh, i don't think so so it's I a the new trailer. logo it's at the end of the trailer oh, okay. so Let me see. it's one of the coolest bits of like um graphic design i've seen so it's a g but if you look at the g like the top of the g going down is like the tail of godzilla and then the thing that goes across the g oh is yeah. his head so it looks like Godzilla. Oh. It's actually really cool. See it? I do see it. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty slick. I like that. My computer yeah. moved. It's faster. like the Hartford Whalers, but like with oh. big monster. <laughs> I would, uh, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can put it. Um, this goddamn computer. I don't know what it. I gotta speed. I, I gotta tell speed ya. this fucker up. It's not right. I should be able to. But so the minus while you do that, so the minus one is it's a prequel, right? It's like the very first sighting of Godzilla. Makes sense. Yeah, I hope. I think I, I don't speak Japanese. But I, th- I think you might be onto something here. 
I mean, the, the monster himself, he's looking tight, looking right. <laughs> he's looking tight and right. Uh, he doesn't look like a big dinosaur like the Broderick one. No, that, yeah, and that was tough. The Broderick one, a lot of hype around that. Although the uh, Green Day rendition of Brain Stew on the Godzilla soundtrack is an all-timer because it's the song, Brain Stew, which is one of, the, I think, their five best songs, and then it's the Godzilla sound in the background at random times. It just random times. <laughs> yeah, like also just, the uh, the Jamiroquai song. You know, big Jamiroquai. Yeah. So the Jamiroquai song on the Godzilla soundtrack was the highlight of that soundtrack. Deeper underground. Disagree. I would say Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think? How do you think Robert Plant felt about that? Not great. Uh, but if he got a couple bucks out of it, he probably felt all right. If you're watching on the YouTube, you could jump on our YouTube. We got the minus one poster up right now. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that quite a bit, actually, Ryan. Thanks for quite sharing. Thanks for sharing that. That was good stuff. Uh, this also ties in this next little bit of information in this week in hashtag dork ties into the topic du jour very much. Uh, they just released this week on Disney Plus a seven and a half minute special called master and apprentice uh where it's dave filoni rosario dawson and a few others talking about ahsoka and just sort of talking about actually just sort of bigger picture star wars and how important that master apprentice role is there's a lot of different versions of it and then ahsoka and i think one big takeaway and this is i already knew this from other interviews but one big takeaway and i think this helps rosario dawson loves this character she's super into star wars she is like so pumped to be ahsoka tano which listen these actors and actresses are all playing pretend so like they don't have to like the thing that they're doing and they can still do a good job but i do think it probably helps them be a little bit better if they give a shit and if they've actually like seen rebels or clone wars maybe even read a comic book or two like there's so many properties based off of like other characters, like characters that people are already a fans of, like that, like you and I like, and then they now are live action. They're on screen for the first time. And you could probably tell the difference between those that are kind of into that and at least respect the fan base versus those that are like, it's a fucking paycheck. Well, here's a, here's a great example. I mean, you think of someone like Tom Holland, who's a huge fan. You yeah. think of someone who um, I'm trying to think who else but the people are like huge fan of the genre. And then you have someone like James Franco. I remember when the first Spider-Man came out and he was playing Harry Osborn and they were like, Oh, so you're a big fan of the comics as a kid. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Didn't like, pretend. They, yeah. Even if, oh. even if you didn't, I, I think the correct answer is like, no, I wasn't. But like, I got into it. Once I found out about this role, I got into it. I did a lot of research and it's right. You know, the lore is there. So I think there's the respect for the source material. It needs, yeah. it makes a huge difference. I think so. Yeah. Right? I you think of like even like Bernthal, uh, the Punisher. Oh my God. Like he's yeah. a huge fan too. Those, those like Netflix, a huge difference. I think those Netflix characters, whether they liked them at first or were like fans growing up or not, they really took pride. Like Charlie Cox was obsessed with it. And he's like, I don't want anybody else to play yeah. Daredevil. In fact, he, he told a funny story about when he would go on auditions for other stuff. He's like, I was still playing Daredevil. <laughs> like, I wasn't getting any roles because, like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't get out of it. And yeah, uh, yeah Punisher is a good example. I'm trying to think who else. Oh, someone brought up a good Cavill, Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's a huge difference. Yeah. By the way, I to me, like, the best on on screen Superman I've seen, and I don't how they fucked that up. I still, I, I will never get over that. Yeah. I will never get over that. 
Oh, so speaking of the, speaking of the DCEU and some of the fuck ups that they've had, apparently now Aquaman 2 Electric Boogaloo, which was scheduled for last Christmas and is now supposed to come out this Christmas, apparently now it's in jeopardy. And it was funny that TMZ had an article that was like comic book fans are concerned about the fate of Aquaman 2, and I was We're like, not. not sure that's true. So last week I meant to bring this up and I never got a chance to. Do you know that David Fincher wrote a script for Spider-Man? No, I did not. That's a good one. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that movie got made? He probably should have done Craven. Can you imagine if someone gave David Fincher a dark, like if you gave him Blade? Yes, I can imagine. A David that. Fincher Blade movie, yeah. an R-rated David Fincher Blade movie. Give me that. Yeah, Fincher. I'm looking forward to this killer movie coming out too. Yeah, me too. Because we just, I we the guys just won. It's like a hit parade. God damn! Would you say, right now, like as of this current moment, who are the three or four best directors? You think my favorite directors? Mm, yeah, let's start with your favorite. Fincher. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, it's tough. I you give me, give me three, and I'll, I'll tell you. So mine. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, but I gotta Nolan, probably I was say put Nolan. Nolan on there, like sort of an obvious one. And so one that gets a lot of love is Denny Villeneuve. So if you, I that need makes five. good movies. I need five. Yeah, because my favorite ones right now are Villeneuve. Yep. Edgar Wright. Yeah, I was gonna say one of these are like Taika Waititi, Ryan Coogler. Coogler's fucking real good. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think like Guillermo del Toro. Oh shit! Like so, there's so many of these like, but then like, I don't. I would say Tarantino, but like, yeah, Tarantino's still for me. But he's only gonna make one more movie. He said like he's one. Right. He's one. He's gonna make one final movie. Yeah, as far as like currently like probably working on multiple movies. Yeah, because I mean I have my list of like favorite directors, but like some of them are done. Some of them have passed away. Like they're just they're right. you know. But like current, some, of them, some of them are still going despite not being very good anymore. Scorsese. You know what? Honestly, not one of my favorites. Like, this is going to be a really, uh, this is going to be a Like, I, I love Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas is great. You want a but, hot one? Here, yeah. Here's my. This is This Week in Horrible Rossi Takes. I don't think Scorsese or Spielberg would be in my personal top 10. There's a lot of directors out there, and I like some of their movies quite a bit, but I don't like them all. I'm not like a, hey, just show up, and I'm going to see every single movie that they do. Not Some of it's not really my cup of tea. So I'm going to say this. As a director, I'm looking at Martin Scorsese's thing right now. Right. I think we talked about this when we talked about... Um, Irishman. Terrible. We talked about The Irishman, and I said he has not directed a good movie <laughs> since. Here we go. Here we go. Let me see. I want to see. Um, see, known for. Because I, I yeah, yeah. Well, so I personally, yeah. I, I got his list up in front of me. I personally didn't like The Wolf of Wall Street. I didn't love Hugo. I did like Shutter Island. Shutter Island was in 2010. But you could keep going. If you don't like Shutter Island, Departed was 06. Shutter Island was fine. That's kind of, that's kind of really cooled off over time. The Aviator was 04. Not really for me. I didn't like that. Gangs of New York was pretty badass. That was 02. 
That's okay. So you're going to say, so he hasn't made, in around 20 years, he hasn't made a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost 20 years. Again, I, I personally like Shutter Island, but outside of that, I, I would say sure. But I mean, obviously he did uh, yeah. Goodfellas, he did Raging Bull, he did Taxi Driver. So he is like a great, great director. But when you start piling up all the movies, I'm like, I don't know. I like some other guys, some other guys a little bit more. Like Fincher. Yeah, we I just like went over Fincher. Like Fincher and Nolan, I, I like their catalogs better. Even uh, who made, was it Aronofsky who made Pi? Darren Aronofsky is another one too, but. Dude, Darren Aronofsky uh, makes some weird ones though. I don't know. Like Pi, like. Pie Pie was, was fucking insane. Requiem for a Dream was Aronofsky. But you, I remember watching the first. I, I think the first Nolan movie I saw was Memento. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, this is fucking awesome. It's incredible. Aronofsky yeah. also did The Wrestler, which I loved. He did mm-hmm. Black Swan, which is pretty good. But he also did Mother. Mm, that was kind of nuts. He did uh, The did Whale. You know, I haven't seen The Whale yet, actually. I haven't seen The Whale yet. I need to see The Whale. But I, I, I was listening to the Always Sunny podcast. And there was a moment where Rowdy Roddy Piper was considered for the wrestler. He's a good actor, man. He's in a few movies. Well, that's what they, they were yeah. talking. They were talking about the one where he was on as the maniac. I think that he's so funny. Is that? Yeah. Oh, Jason in the chat's got a good point. Good acting makes good directors. So to tie it back sense. to sports, if Scorsese basically only works with De Niro or uh, DiCaprio. Yep. It's very similar to Phil Jackson only coaching uh, Jordan and Shaq Kobe. <laughs> and I would go a step further to Jason's point and say that good writing is where both of those start. Yes. And then that's true because then you have some of these guys that are really impressive to me, like the Christopher Nolan, some of the others that write and direct their own shit. So you're like, right. no matter, and like Tarantino, one of the reasons why I love him and mm-hmm. most people love him is like that that blows you away. Yeah, Joshua. One uh, of the things that, Ridley Scott's uh, a good one. I see to me Tony Scott, as far as like movie like the movies that Tony Scott Pick of the Pod. Did Pick of the Pod, no doubt. But because uh, he was the one that did true romance. So Tarantino wrote it, mm-hmm. sold the script so he could make his other movies, and then he directed it. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But he had a run there, like Last Boy Scout, Crimson Tide, The Fan, Enemy of the State, Spy Game, Man Last on Fire. Did he had good one? Plus, I mean, he did Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Right. Whew. And he's got good. And then he got to the point where he's like, I'm just going to work with Denzel for a bunch of movies. And that was pretty smart. Oh, like Man on Fire was so good. So good. Jeez. You know what I recently watched? And I know it's Michael Mann, but I watched uh, Collateral. Collateral's Again, great on movie. Netflix. That's Michael Mann. I know, but that's. that's no, I know, but awesome. it's. Uh, we were talking about um, Tom Cruise movies when when we were doing that, whatever. I don't know why we're doing that. Was it Maverick? Oh, no, because of Mission Impossible. We're talking about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Collateral is one of the five best Tom Cruise movies. Hell yeah. If you don't mind me saying. All right, enough about Hell that. Yeah. Let's get to this. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, right. what do you have? So this is going to be a quicken because we're already over time here and we got to start. Yeah, we got we, we get a lot to talk about. We today. Do. So I'm going to ask do. you this, Richard. We're going to combine Davey's video game minute with should I have bought this? If I told you that Grand Theft Auto 6 was going to be available to you next week at the price tag of $150, would you buy it? This is how we do it. This is how we do it. 
And you know me, Ryan. One hundred and fifty dollars to me is like six hundred to everybody else listening because I am a cheap cheapskate. So one fifty for, but that game's unbelievable. I'd play. Do you know how many hours I'd play that game? Like, yeah. Well, that's what, and that is exactly what the developer Rocksteady is arguing with potentially selling this game for one hundred and fifty dollars. Is that for the price of two games, essentially, you have thousands of hours of content. Which I, no other game, yeah. no other game can do that. Well, I would argue now, maybe not thousands, but Overwatch One, we mm-hmm. played quite a bit, and the reason why I know we played it quite a bit is because it's one of those games that tells you how much you played it and it how tells much you, you how it. much yeah. each character you played and everything else. Yeah, and just the online version of it, going back however many years ago, I played that so much, and the, what was so awesome about that game is new maps, new characters, new skins. Free, 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 free. So I spent forty or no, right. I spent sixty dollars on that game, and I I played a ton of hours on that. But th- this one's tough because like, and I understand little kids shouldn't be playing Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. but let's just say even like teenagers or whatever, and it's like their birthday and they're like, hey, I really want Grand Theft Auto, and like their parents or maybe they have like a, an uncle or something. It's like I'll buy the game, I'll get the game for you, and then they're like. Like, I'm not going to buy you a fucking $150 game. Like, what are you, nuts? But you says this game's going to be around for at least 10 years. It's going to have an online component. And I would love to see them do that Overwatch model where, like, any updates to the game itself are free. Yeah. If you want to buy a car or you want to buy in-game stuff that's cosmetic, fine. But, like... Anything that we do in terms of events, in terms of updates. Yeah, new mission or something. Yeah. Until I'll, you get, I'll, it should I'll be like self so pants like, off that game, right? So if you're like every until we make Grand Theft Auto Seven, every update for like Destiny's been doing this for years too. Any update to this is going to be free. All right, here's my question then. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Six, one of the most anticipated games of all time. What's the number where you would say I'm not buying it? Two hundred. Okay, so if it was two hundred on the nose, you'd be like, "It's too much." Anything under two hundred, I take that back. No, I'd spend because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about it now too. Um, if this game sucks, like wow. that's the other thing. Like I, there's a lot of people who just assume that this is going to be like a breakthrough game, and I know that Rocksteady does such a good job of like really getting it right yeah. before it launch. But what if it sucks? Well, it's funny you say that because. Uh, I still haven't played Gotham Knights and yeah. that's one of those games that I thought I bought the system for it's got sure. Red Hood I can play as Red Hood like the, you're literally speaking my language like that should be the game mm-hmm. that I'm the first person in line for I didn't get it right away and then all I heard was negative reviews about it and I'm like mm, I'm not gonna I'm not getting I'm not playing this game I don't think that'll happen with GTA but no. still and I think I'm going to revisit Gotham Knights at some point because okay. I just kind of soured on it because it was kind of boring. Is the price come you down? Would never think. So if you, I was going to say I don't know, but if you could get Gotham Knights for under twenty dollars, get it. I will. Yeah. No. But, if, if it is for that, I'll get it, and then we can play. We could stream it or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll let you be Red Hood. Who's the, but I played three of the characters, and he's the best in the game by far. Is he? Yeah. But I don't like what's the fucking jump thing that he does. It's dumb. I mean, that's a dumb mechanic, but like, um, he's a tank. Like, you wouldn't think that Red Hood is the tank of the crew, but no, it's pretty. I mean, getting to shoot guns and like getting to do different types of gun, like the customization is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll give it that. But the story itself and the missions were just kind of, kind of boring. So. 
Dude, I'm going on uh, the TLDR podcast not once but twice this month. And one, Brag. one, yeah, no big deal. Kind of a big deal. One of the episodes is going to be me and Fryer just talking Red Hood. All Red Hood stuff. All the essential Red Hood stuff. Red Hood, soup to nuts, Red Hood. All right. Yeah, I'm pumped. If they ever need a Spider-Man guy. They you, might. Doesn't matter which version. All right. Just yeah. tell them I'm ready. Okay. I'll, yeah. let, I'll pass that along. I'll pass on that uh, that info. Need a Morbius guy? Need a guy to talk Morbius? Nah, probably Sleepwalker? Not. Oh, Sleepwalker, maybe they do, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, very good. Uh, Yeah, 150, I saw that on Twitter, too, and I was like, "Ah, fuck, they got got my money. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it it. doesn't matter. All right, Ryan, I got a very important question for you. Y'all ready for bisque? Topic du jour time. Topic du jour time. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today it is Ahsoka mid-season. We are four episodes into the eight-episode season of Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. We already did an episode on episode one and two. We might do a little overlap, but this one will probably be more focused on the last two episodes that we saw. We will begin briefly, spoiler-free, just through four episodes for those that either are waiting to binge to the end or for those that uh, haven't watched all four episodes just yet. General overall thoughts on how this series has sort of uh, lived up to the hype uh, to what we were all excited about this show. Where where are you at right now? I love the fact that what this show does is when you're talking about content, there's something that progresses the content, which this kind of does. And if you're looking for it to progress the content, you're like, okay, the stuff you already know. But what I really love about this is it goes deep. Mm. Like it doesn't go far. It goes deep. Like it goes into things that we've heard about and seen, but like, really does a deep dive into some things that are I think are really cool in this universe that haven't gotten their due if that makes any sense without giving out any spoilers yeah. like we're getting into some sh- deeper stuff now dude I I love it and I think it's one of the great things about and I know it sounds like a broken record but like Clone Wars and Rebels there's a lot of really good stuff in there yes there's some filler but there's a lot of really good stuff and most of it is over um it's Dave Filoni sort of overseeing mm-hmm. all of it and, and some of his, his creations. So Ahsoka Tano is a Dave Filoni creation. Dave Filoni, and not to stooge away the entire thing from the Master and Apprentice, but the uh, George Lucas and Dave Filoni are all, they mention how that's also like a Master and Apprentice situation. Sure. And Filoni, though, has found a way to heighten some of the storylines from, say, the prequels, which are not very well reviewed even by star Wars fans. He's sort of taken some of those characters, some of those storylines heightened them, added characters that were never in any of the movies. And yet kind of like works them in like seamlessly with characters that were already established or just overall storylines that were already established. And this is really his, like the Mandalorian is one thing. The Mandalorian is cool. I like the Mandalorian, but this to me is like more of like Filoni's kind of like coming out party because he's like, he already had a chance to work with it in the animated world. And now he's like, all right, Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine. We haven't even really gotten to Thrawn yet, but like these are characters that were sort of created in TV and comics away from it. And now I think even more people are going to get introduced to it. And one thing Rosario Dawson said on the little master and apprentice thing was, Ahsoka is one of the most like fleshed out characters in Star Wars. Like there's mm-hmm. so much to her entire throw in a little tales of the Jedi too. Like there is so much of her story already told. And, uh, 
I don't know. That's why I, I love this, and I'm looking forward to where it's going from here. And that's why I think if you if you think this is a slog, and I think I get it where someone said it in the chat earlier that this I think it was JT said like this is this is kind of a slog. Yeah, not for me. If you haven't, I don't know. I don't know if JT's seen all the all the stuff, but like to me, there's like this character development here, and you know, Filoni knows storytelling just in the, and this is going to sound, you know, here here we go, but yep. like his grasp of mythology and his, uh, not or even the romans of, and greeks regardless of where it comes from yeah, yeah. like he has an under fundamental understanding of mythology and how that works so he's building these things and using elements from that in star wars whether you like it or not and mm -hmm. i think that that is a really intelligent thing it's not treating the i think one of the things for for lack of a better term like this guy saved star wars yeah yeah like i don't think anyone's going to question that he's whatever you like about star wars within the last 40 years yeah. that's dave filoni i agree like, and i think he really added to like the prequel which like the prequels were cool when we were little and like when they first came out you're like oh these are cool but like in like the, in reality they're not the best movies but then the stuff that he sort of added to it made you want to go back and watch them he told like a whole like seven season story in between episode two and three, which is insane, yeah. and yet didn't take away or didn't like contradict anything from the movies and still told this other story. Like the whole idea of Anakin Skywalker having a Padawan. They don't talk about it in the movies, but they find a way to make it plausible. And not only do they do that, but the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka is like suddenly one of the best Star Wars relationships. That there is and right. like all, think about I, all the different seen, stuff so one of the most meaningful things in the original trilogy was the and i see spiritually not yeah, physically yeah. obviously but like the relationship of like siblings mm -hmm. and like how that works and i honestly see ahsoka as like anakin's sister and like how that relationship of like an older brother younger sister yeah right right and how that deeply affects her yeah and him for the for sure yeah yeah no, uh 100 and so yeah i think it's been good and then because to me it's it hasn't been a slog because they also throw in like there's a lightsaber fight i think in every episode mm -hmm. and there's there's good stuff i uh i have a couple of like quibbles overall like one and i don't even this isn't really a spoiler so like I feel like just from watching Rebels, Sabine is a little bit more of a badass in like the stuff that she does and the situation she's been put in and like not stressed about versus this, they're making her like a little bit more of like a like a rookie than she really is. I think it's and I think one of the things that's important to note too is this what is this like 5 years after Rebels ends? Yeah, probably something like that. And a lot of shit has happened. <laughs> and they don't yeah, they right. haven't even they haven't even started that yet like you could do a whole series on what happened from the end of Rebels to where Sabine is now. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you could do what is and I love that Ahsoka is like this kind of brash kind of ballsy character. And then when you see her at the very start of the Ahsoka series, she's very stoic. She doesn't talk a lot. She's mm -hmm. very like, you know. Um, that was one complaint I see, saw was. But 
yeah i think in this latest episode you see that start to come back yeah like there's some things that she's doing now that you're like Ooh, and it's like people around her are being threatened so she's kind of heightened a little bit one of the losing control yeah for sure one of the uh criticisms i've read and really when i mentioned tv critics it's really just Alan Steppenwall from Rolling Stones. It's like the only guy that I follow, I think, on Twitter. But anyway, and usually I kind of agree with a lot of the shows that he likes and doesn't like. But one thing he has said about Ahsoka is he's like complaining about the uh, dialogue being like kind of corny or like long pauses. But like to me, it's Star Wars and I'm not in it for like the just unbelievably written stuff. Like I don't think that's really the point. So it doesn't affect me at all. I haven't really noticed it. I've I've noticed it in the way that I think of it as, and this is just my take on it, is that there's an answer that Oka wants to give mm. and has to pause and give the right answer. Yeah. So there's, a, you know, like when you're like, she's like always playing a game. Tell, she's always playing a long game, and she's and, and she's always trying to like keep everything in check. So like, think of it like this: there are day. I have a seven and a nine year old <laughs> children. There are many times during the day where I just be like, "Are you just the fuck out of my face?" <laughs> But you don't say that. You can't say that. No, you can't say that. Yeah. You can't say that because that would hurt their feelings, right? So you yep. you say you you take a breath, you take a beat, you wait, and you say, I told you five times. Yeah. Like that's where that goes. I need you, know? you to stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> right. I'm asking you nicely. Yeah. You know this I could, the la- and this is the last time. I'm <laughs> you know you I could just pick you up and put you like carry you to any room of the house that I want, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. no, you can't. Uh, so the next episode, the fifth episode, is not only going to be directed by Dave Filoni, who wrote the entire season, but I read it's also going to be in some theaters. Yes. So we are in store for something coming up. And it's over 50 minutes long. It's one of the longer episodes, nice. too. Nice. Good. So how episode four ends yeah. is going to, that's going to be, yeah. I, have a, I have an idea. Dude, there's theories abound. There are theories mm-hmm. on top of theories. Anything else spoiler free? We might as well go into spoilers, right? Let's Every, go into spoilers. Everybody's watched this show. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! Yeah, so there's like two or three things that happened in the last episode that Davey and I texted each other basically at the same time, and we're like, we're obviously talking about this this week. Like, what else yeah. What else can we talk about? And you were like, I thought I had texted you that. Yeah, I like, literally did. Like, I was like, I thought I yeah. already did. And you're like, no. And so I'm like, all right, so we're definitely doing this. And so one, last week we spent some time talking about, is it Maroc? How do you say his name? Maroc. 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 Yeah. M-A-R-R-O-K. Does it say like Maroc or something? Maroc. They say it weird. Yeah call it whatever you want he's got like the inquisitor lightsaber that spins he had the helmet on there were theories all over the place theories including darth maul uh ezra bridger the cal kestis uh like you name it people were like who the fuck is it kanan jarris i heard somebody actually somebody dm'd us and it could be kanan jarris i'm like dude i don't know who it could be maybe it could be sure yeah you can bring people back from the dead in star wars it's like comics it's what you do whatever you want Turns out, all just a red herring because he's nobody. Or so we think. Or so we think. So there are some certain things that happen when he goes down at the hands of Ahsoka. Yes. So she cuts him, and there's like this gas, and there's like this scream. Yeah. So that, I was watching like Easter eggs, and like I, I every time I do, I go, all right, I'm going to go watch like recaps of this. And someone pointed out that when the Night Sisters die, it's an emission of green gas in that scream. 
It's one hundred percent. So he could be like a yeah. reanimated yeah. corpse of a night sister. Yeah, or, or a night sister reanimated an inquisitor. Correct. I would say night yeah. sister just took somebody, whether he was an inquisitor or somebody that was a fighter or anything, and brought him. Uh, brought, so it could be it could be Morgan Elsbeth or mm-hmm. one of the other theories. Now I know she has since died, but if you go back to Clone Wars, uh, Darth Maul's mom was its sister Talzin, T A L Z I N. Talzin, Talzin, whatever you want to say. He has a like a capital T on his chest. And so some are wondering if like she's the one or at least her witchcraft or something is the one that brought him back, which would be a cool tie-in. Because I know a lot of people are like, yeah, they got to do Darth Maul. Well, Darth Maul's mom, who was a badass, I, th- I want to say General Grievous killed her. But anyway, you can figure out who that was. But I... Uh, just another connection to like that world, but any kind of night sister shit. If we take a trip to Dothamir, I might pass out. If they go to Dothamir in the next four episodes, I don't know why they would go, but if they do, There's, yeah, they're, they're jumping systems now. So I don't know why. They I don't think they would go there, but, like, but if they did, I would just pass out right on the, right on the couch. Yeah. But so this, I kind of like the fact though, that they built up this character. He was kind of off to the side. He was like a secondary character for a few episodes, but at least people started talking about him and they theorized all these things. And he ended up being none of those characters, at least for now. I like that because then I think you could bring up another one. There'd be another character. And then these theories, and then you're like, well, it could be, maybe it's not. And then like, and then it is, you know, or yeah. it's not. And then you wait for the third time. And then it is, but like, I like keeping him guessing because Filoni definitely gives fans what they want, but you don't have to just like at every single turn be like, it's Darth Maul and it's fucking this guy. And it's like, it's Qui-Gon's back. And you're like, stop. But I love that. I love that Filoni's good at the yes and. Mm -hmm. So you do like the, okay, so that was nobody. But now in my brain, I'm like, so Night Sisters can make zombie Inquisitors? Seems like it. Okay. Yeah, that's like you could make an army. Like you're mad at that? So you so basically <laughs> right. And so think about this. Yeah. We've had you go back to like Clone Wars and like that's the whole like you had an army of clones. And then there's like an army of mm-hmm. like droids and then there's like an army of like uh stormtroopers like later on they're like we can't trust the clones so we're going to like build our own stormtroopers. If you can just build an army of zombies like the Night Sisters apparently can or I mean, you've seen this is what Moff Gideon was trying to do. He was trying to create clone force sensitive humans yes or force sensitive creatures so now you're like i can just reanimate them and imbue them with force yeah that that's would, pretty awesome that is, Some, yeah that was a good idea i mean he knows what he's doing it's, right it's a pretty it's a pretty smart play yeah so uh Maroc, at least to this point is kind of nothing but yeah so ahsoka uh knocks him out but then ahsoka uh in their big battle so episode four is awesome by the way fallen jedi is the name of the episode great stuff one of the best episodes if you you put it right up there with all the best episodes from mandalorian or andor i would put this right up there with it and uh ahsoka gets like kicked like off a ledge and goes down to like i don't know there's like an ocean down behind there or whatever you don't really know what's going on at this point sabine gets captured she's gonna just she's at first not gonna get captured but then they're all talking to her and they're like well like you know, Ezra, we could, you could see Ezra again type of thing. She was going to blast the map and then they wouldn't know where Thrawn was. So that's sort of that whole storyline. 
And so this is, by the way, it's the same exact promise that was given to Anakin. Yeah. That he was like, you're, he watched, um, Padme, Padme die. Yeah. And he's but like, we could, Darth you've Sidious. seen that and that's yeah. going to happen, but you can see her again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that's the same promise that was given to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. That'll, that'll get you. That'll it's, get you. But then Ahsoka wakes up in the world between worlds. Now, this was, yeah. if you go back to our Rebels episode, uh, drink every time we say Rebels during an Ahsoka episode, by the way. Sure. Yeah, that'd be a nice game. <laughs> but Rebels Season 4, Episode 13 is actually just straight up called World Between Worlds. That's one of like the, there's only like a few episodes after that until the series is over. So you could start from there and watch the end of them if you're pressed for time. But uh, it's so this is that place and it's like it's about it's mm -hmm. space and time. And there's a scene where in in that Rebels, they talk about the person who controls it can control the universe. If, in fact, you can control the world between worlds. And it's not it's not time travel per se, Ryan, but it's just this crazy like place. And it looks like these like kind of roads, a lot of like just blackness and then these like different like portals to like get in and out of. And clearly there's a whole connection between the Jedi and this place. You know, when you're talking about like what powers Jedi have or whatever else, like it's not just lightsabers and like being able to like, you know, float a cup over to you that's on the table. Like there's more shit that they can do. And the world between worlds is a big, big part of that. And Davy's mic is broken. What a fucking asshole. The reason why I was stalling, I wouldn't have talked that long, but I could tell him he's fucking, he's fiddle fucking around with his mic. I see all of a sudden he's muted, he's unmuted. Just don't touch the setup. Don't touch a goddamn thing. I can't hear you. You're muted. Can you unmute the mic? And he's laughing at me. I can't, nobody can hear you. I I swear to Christ. I want to get up and get another beer. You sit there like an asshole. I just had this great setup about the world. Turn your, your mic's muted. You're muted. Can you hear me? He's out. This is not a way to do a podcast. There's supposed to be a back and forth. Now, I guess I could just turn into a solo podcast. How many people would listen to that? You're probably just shaking your head now. You're like, no, God, no. Think about that for a second. That might be the next poll question. If this became a solo podcast, would you listen? Yes or no? It's, a, it's two questions. Now Dave's popping back on. I can't see you. If you can see us, it takes a second for you. Now you're back in. I can. I I listened to that. You heard me. I just heard you now. So I <laughs> I was sitting here. I was sitting here at my and I kicked. I don't know if you saw. It, I kicked the cord out of my microphone. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. You looked like you were on a heater. Like you were talking. You were in it. Well, what happened? And I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear a goddamn no. word you were saying. Well, and then I saw, I, like I said to everybody, listen, I said, you were fiddle fucking around. And I saw that you were on mute and then you were unmuted. So then you're like, right. he's not so ready to go. To plug the Try to fill back in frantically. It's like, it's like hosting a radio show and your co-host is like hacking up a lung. You just got to fill. You just got to keep talking. So I didn't want to talk that whole time. 
But basically, World Between Worlds, Ryan, I was yes. trying to explain right. how it's very mm-hmm. tied to the Jedi, and yet we've barely scratched the surface because it was really introduced in the final few episodes of Rebels. And this was something that we know that Ezra can access. We know that it's... Dave Filoni has come out and said it's not necessarily time travel. Right. You can see into different times, but you can't necessarily manipulate it. So the one thing we saw manipulated in the world between worlds was in season two of rebels, uh, Ahsoka and Vader fight and it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then in season four, Ezra stumbles upon that moment. It pulls Ahsoka out of there. To me, I'm like wondering, all right, how does that affect her timeline? How does that affect everything else? But, he also has a chance, so then he's with Ahsoka in the World Between Worlds. He sees the moment where Kanan Jarrus sacrifices himself, dies, to save the rest of the Rebels. And Ezra's like, I'm going to step in and save him. And Ahsoka's like, you can't. Like, he did that to save everybody else. So if you take him out, like, you don't know what's going to happen. So Ezra doesn't do right. it. Right, and so, like, if you don't say, if you save him, we all might die. Right, right. And so this is, and so this is the same decision she makes in this episode too, because her in her talking to um, Sabine, she says like, if, if we can't get there, no one should get there. Yeah. Meaning like, oh, to get we're going to sacrifice yeah. Ezra. Yeah. Right. So Thrawn doesn't come back. Right. Like, yeah. As great as it would be for us to get Ezra, it's worse if Morgan Elsbeth and uh, what's his name, uh, Skull, and what if they are Hati and Sh- yeah, 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 and Shin Hati and Skull. If Balen. they get yeah, Thrawn, Skull. Yeah. yeah, if they get so Thrawn. they can't get there. So we have to do what we have to stop. If we can't get there, we're going to stop them. And it, it, someone does point out too. I know that um, Palpatine can see the world between worlds, and Yoda was in there too. But Palpatine. Like, he shot the fire in at Ezra. Shot the fire in. Like I think he he knows about it and is like trying yeah. to get it. And that's what the whole point in Rebels is. And that's what like when they capture Sabine because they're trying to like solve this thing and like this portal to try to get in there. Because I think Palpatine wants Ezra so that he can get control of it. But I I don't know if he knows how to like get in there. And it's funny when when they're in there, they hear Jedi voices right. of. Uh, it was Yoda, Obi Wan, Qui Gon, uh, Kanan Jarrus, Ahsoka, Ray, Maz Kanata. You hear Princess Leia, Vader. I also think. Remember, skipping way ahead to uh, Rise of the Skywalker or Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's that moment where Ray hears all those voices, and mm-hmm. one of them's Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and so you're like, "Oh shit, those are all dead Jedi." I don't think so, like, or not so fast. Because if you can fuck around in the world between worlds and not be dead, like, because he's listening to dead and non-dead Jedi, Ezra is there. Right. So I think Ahsoka, there's a chance, survives past the new trilogy. She she could, I but think. it also could be just, like, um, she's talking in the world between worlds. So, like... Not to bring up the McConaughey, like time is a flat circle yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, but they could be talking through. Because I think Morgan says something about being able to hear Thrawn through time and space. Okay. He's calling to me through time and space. So it's not just like it's distance. It's yeah. actual time as well. So 
there's that concept of like I could talk so I could talk to myself 20 years ago but I'm still in this reality yeah and so I'm sure smarter people know the answer to this but that must be sort of the deal with like Ahsoka like Ahsoka got pulled out by future Ezra but then she probably went back lived the rest of her life and then kind of caught up to him. So like, how's that work? Does it kind of make sense? And I'm I'm riffing right now because now it's like all falling into place on me. Do force users when they talk about who's force sensitive, is that what they're sensitive to? Is that the thing that like these preternatural, like these ideas Could and be. like these this this these abilities are like are those things that are being told to me through time and space? Can I tap into that? And that's where the force itself originates. Yeah, I don't hate that. That's possible. So that's like Kramer being at the, the corner of First Avenue and First Avenue, <laughs> the nexus of the universe. Like everything goes from yeah. there. Maybe that's the center of this entire universe is that. Yeah. And then there's also the whole thing of the father, the son, and the daughter. So that, okay. So now we're getting into, yeah. so in this episode, you hear the voice, Ahsoka turns around, it's Anakin Skywalker. Yes. It's not. That's hmm. the son. You think so? In my head. That's so, the son yeah. and then presenting the, as Anakin. The daughter, not to change, not to get off topic there, but the daughter also took the form of Morai, her owl, that would help Ahsoka, like save Ahsoka at times, right? But part of her was put into Ahsoka as well. Okay. Right? Her life force is what brought her back to life. So she's in Ahsoka as well. So I, interesting. The Anakin part, it could be, certainly could be, and probably is likely some sort of misdirection. Mm -hmm. I also think because it's a whole space-time thing, this could be Anakin at any time. Yeah. So I think it is Anakin. I also wonder if it is Vader Anakin. And well, so that's the question. Yeah, like I don't think it's young Anakin and like they're still buds. Part of me thinks he's doing it to manipulate Ahsoka and he's actually like after their fight. Because here's my guess, and this is only based on all the stuff that we watched, movies, TV show, comics. I feel like Vader probably didn't know of the world between worlds until Ahsoka got pulled out of his fight. Right. And he was like, where the fuck did she go? And either he figured it out on his own or maybe Palpatine told him at that point. And then, so whatever, all this time passes. And because you can still, they have another line in there about how like you can be passed on and still kind of like manipulate the living in a way. So right. this is this is sort of some uncharted territory, but I think there's a it's, lot it's to unpack here. Yeah. But I know it's not in my gut says it's not a force ghost because those are like blue. So force ghosts, no. I don't think He's there's force blue. ghosts there. I don't I don't think yeah. that's what you're dealing with. I think force or, ghosts is more like if you're in like regular place and they show up to talk to you and it's not just them in their ear. This world between worlds, I think, is a different kind of thing altogether. It's also what would be great too is that like remember one of Vader's lines is like when he's I think it's an Obi Wan he's like you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker I did yeah so line. maybe that's that side of Anakin what do you think about Lear's thought could Anakin somehow have gotten in the world between worlds at some time in the past pulled Ahsoka into 
the world between worlds before she fell off the cliff like Ezra did in Rebels. I think that's going to be possible. what we're going to talk about in episode five. I think that's what it is. I think that in the time Ahsoka left Anakin, where he was looking for her, like before he became... So there's that period of time where we don't really know what happened yet because remember, Ahsoka takes off from the Jedi Council. Yeah. And that's the last... So the last time she ever sees Anakin is when he gives her the lightsabers and then goes, right? And there's that period of time between then him then and becoming Darth Vader where I think he's like looking for her. Yeah. And I, I the only way he can find her is like... And, and he finds her... 20 years later yeah but the, in that space possible so that could be a young anakin and an older ahsoka where ahsoka is kind of older than anakin now yeah yeah i mean i guess or my other theory yeah. is that again that it's the sun and you are going to get a fight because sam witwer still out there so sam witwer is like additional voices and he's still listed as a cast member but we haven't seen him yet could you have like, if it's the sun taking on different forms, you get Ahsoka fighting both Vader and Maul. <laughs> I mean, you could, anything's on the table. With Filoni, I would say he's opened the door up. Or he's it's like a the, Shang Tsung situation. <laughs> like the, the world between worlds allows you to do pretty much whatever you want, I would say. So she could fight Dooku. She could not she could fight Dooku, but like she, she could, could fight Grievous. She, she could fight, fight whoever. I kind of think there's a chance, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Also, real quick, we didn't mention it, but episode three, uh, Hera trying to get help from the uh, senators to like with this whole thing to like mm -hmm. it's important that we go get Ezra. Mon Mothra, Mon Mothma, who is all over the place, dude. Mon Mothma, Mon Mothra. she's everywhere. She's all over. Uh, what Rogue One? She's in this. She's in yeah. Andor. She's you can't you can't go anywhere without Mon Mothma. Uh, space whales. You see the the uh, Purgle. In the Purple, it, you yeah. see it up in the sky a little bit, and you hear them. You hear them, yeah. And they also talk about like what they can do and that kind of thing. Uh, oh, good Hugh, uh, Hugh Yang. A couple of episodes. The droid. It's pretty. He could fight. He's he could fight a little bit. He obviously yeah. has great knowledge of the Jedi and the whole thing at the beginning of Episode Four. Though he's pretty good. Um, what else? Anything else on this? Um, I loved the fight between Balin and Ahsoka. Where it's just kind of yes. like she's starting to lose her cool a little bit and she keeps trying to grab the map. Burns her hand. Yeah. Um, which was a I, I was told yeah. was a nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Interesting. Yeah. Where now the map is on her hand. Oh. She actually burned it into her hand. There you go. Yep, that makes like sense. Like the staff of Ra. That which would be kind of cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, like we don't need the map. I like burned it into yeah. the goddamn hand. Like right here. Yeah, I like it. One of the other Easter eggs that uh, I saw somebody tweeting about was real quick in uh, Hera's. Is that the ghost? I think it is the ghost, right? That they're they're flying around in still, or is it yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like a quick shot. She has like a little photo in the cockpit, and it's clearly got to be Kane and Jarrus. Mm -hmm. like you you take your kid on that trip, by the way. Yeah, Jason. I don't seem like good parenting. No, it doesn't. Now he thinks he's gonna be. He wants to be a Jedi. He probably will be. He probably will be. He did yeah. say that I have a bad feeling. Now again, that's a very Star Warsy thing. But yeah. that's also like a. I'm guessing that's a force feeling. 
Yeah, he like does. Something's not right. I don't love the little kids, though, to be honest. Like, I don't think you need little kids running around fucking up my It's shows. not like Kid Leia. Like, they're using him sparingly. They've learned. It's not Kid Leia. It's not young Anakin from uh, episode one. Mm-hmm. Doing the best he could. This is pod racing. There I did. <laughs> Hang in there. Poor kid. Yeah. All right. So, you know, like we're, I like the slow build to Thrawn. Do you think we get Thrawn in episode five or do you think they save it a little bit longer? Because we obviously have to get this Anakin payoff. You get him at the end of five. Yeah, maybe. You, you might also get Zeb here, too. Yeah, Zeb. They got to bring Zeb in. They got to bring Zeb in. I think this is the one where you're like, you're you're plateauing here and then you're coming in. You're coming in for like the ending, so you're ramping up a little bit. Especially now, now that Sabine has been captured, don't you think Hera reaches out to Zeb and is like, yes. "We're fucked here." Like, well, I don't know where Ahsoka is, and mm-hmm. Sabine's gone. Good, good call, definitely. Yeah, uh, I love it. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's another surprise up our sleeve because as much as the internet has like told us everything that's going to happen in other shows, I didn't know Luke Skywalker was going to be in Book of Boba Fett. And, like, that was pretty crazy, you know? You need a big one here. I think we need a big one here. Yeah, possible. I think we need – it would be awesome. And, again, fan service being what it is, I mean, you could get some Palpatine. You could. You could. Good. You know, some reanimation stuff. I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, big hitters who, who are still in play. <laughs> Bring back Cat I mean, Bane. I would love to see – you Because know, <laughs> Luke – so, technically – you know, Kylo Ren is an up and comer here. He's a baby, though, wouldn't he? I no, think, I he'd think be he's pretty young. He's not a baby. I think he's well. Yeah, because there's a big gap between he's, episode he's six and he's, seven. He's so he is probably Jason's age. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's possible. Could yeah, you I mean, get Baby Ray? Sweet Baby Ray. Han Solo's out there, out and about. <laughs> get him in sure there. Is. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> Han and Chewie like, trying to fight. Han and Chewie show. Oh my god. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit in this goddamn show. I love it. So hit us up with any theories that you have had or Easter eggs that we have missed. Go to at Dork Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, on this, and I don't know, maybe they've already announced it. I didn't read this anywhere. Is this a one season show? Is it multiple seasons? But if if you had your druthers, how many seasons of Ahsoka would we get? three yeah you can go as long as you want because i don't think she's confirmed dead so you can keep going i love a good three season arc and she dies at the end that's fine Mm -hmm. i if they can get two seasons out of andor considering the time that they had to like shoehorn it in you can get three seasons out of ahsoka oh my god Andor's so good too Andor's fucking awesome Andor is great all right let's get to this pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the all right, Rye, would you like to uh, kick, receive, defer, or you may choose this time to defend a goal? Uh, neither, but I will defer to you this, w- this week. Uh, then I will receive. I'm actually excited about this. So, uh, speaking of comic books, we mentioned comic books a couple of times. The DC, inspired by The Killing Joke, written years and years ago by Alan Moore, which was a 64-page, just like one-shot story about one bad day. That really became the origin story of the Joker. And it's an amazing comic. It's one of the best comics ever written. So inspired by that, DC had eight different writers 
do a Batman one bad day story about one of Batman's villains. And so it's not Joker. Cause I think they realize like, what's the point of doing that? You know, they basically, mm-hmm. this is what we're already doing. We're basing it off of Joker. There's eight villains and I've read all eight of them. They're all available on that Hoopla app, but two of them are yeah. worth just like buying. If you see them in the store, buy them. The two I would recommend are the Riddler written by Tom King and then Raza Ghoul, written by Tom Taylor. Those two awesome. fucking were great. Now, they also do Two-Face, Penguin, Bane, Clayface, Catwoman, and who am I missing? Got to be one other guy because there's eight. I know there's eight of them total. Uh, Who else is a fucking villain? Mr. Freeze. And Mr. Freeze. Thank you. So those are the, those are the eight. Uh, I'll tweet out my rankings coming out pretty soon because I just finished all of them. You can rip through them like quick, like they're each one's whatever what I just said, sixty-four pages. But uh, specifically, Riddler and uh, Raza Ghul. If you only have time to read two, read those two. Um, so anyway, that's, so that's what I got for me. Yeah, my pick of the pod this week is something that I haven't seen yet, but I'm really excited to see. Richard, have you seen the movie Black Dynamite? With Michael J. White. Oh, yeah. The, from a while ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hilarious movie, right? Yeah. So the directors and the actors who brought you Black Dynamite, are, this movie's coming out on Netflix this week called Outlaw Johnny Black. Hell yeah. It's like Black Dynamite, but a cowboy movie. Awesome. So I'm in on that. I will be watching that this week <laughs> because that shit is hilarious. I love it. All right, very so, good. Yeah. Think of like Dolomite, but Western. Yeah, good. All right, next yeah, week. In the spirit of. Next week, I think we might have an open space, but we have uh, upcoming Lost, Saw, and the entire Ahsoka season. Those are all on the way. Next week is TBD, but follow us at Dork Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We will let you know. Brings us right into Dorktober. And then it's Dorktober, and we're definitely going to do Talk yep. to Me. That's one of them we're for sure oh, going to yeah. do, and then we'll cook up some other big time. Uh... Maybe do that next week. We can shoehorn that in. Let's we'll see what see what we'll see what's what. Oh, that's true. I guess we could do it, mm-hmm. even though we're up to our hog and uh, saw movies. Oh, up to the up to the meat. <laughs> do oh. we do, have we done a saw retrospective? Could we do that, dude? What? That's what are you talking about? Yeah, I thought we said we we're just doing Saw Ten. Oh no, I want to do all the saw. Do movies? the whole franchise. Okay, I thought you were just saying do Saw 10. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we can do that. I didn't know you meant the whole guy. Yeah, dude. Let's put them all. Do you yeah. want to put them all in one episode? I think we do. I see. Yeah. We, I think we see Saw 10 when it comes out. And then, but then that yes. night okay. or then that next episode, we just talk all Saws. Okay. Sometimes the wires get crossed. Sometimes you kick the wires out. <laughs> Sometimes you plug the goddamn microphone mid conversation. Yeah. That is true. Uh, and then you can email us if you have any uh, thoughts, you have any. Uh, dreams that you want to share with us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Do you have any fears you want us to know? What are fears. your darkest fears? Yeah, what are your biggest fears? Well, while yeah. while you were uh, off air for a minute, I asked people if they had any uh, hunger for a solo podcast, if they would listen to if it was just me. If- and I came back in at that moment and said, <laughs> I would listen to that. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what are your fears? I can't promise you that I, I won't kick the microphone cord out anymore. It's fine. It's fine. That's called a segue. They, they, they gave you the, the oh. one thing I can promise you. <laughs> Another thing I can't promise you. 
I'm gonna freaking explode inside you. I'm gonna spill it. I'm gonna fill you up. I'm gonna fill you up. What? I'm gonna fill you up. Okay, just let me do this, honey. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna do it. And that's the way the news goes.